I have grown up in church. My grandpa was a pastor. And so faith and God is something that has always been part of my life. And it wasn't really until my stepdad passed away from cancer that that was tested. And my faith personally was tested. And it wasn't any more about something that a preacher had told me or something I had you know, heard from someone or that my family always did. It had to be real and it had to be my decision. And I feel like when the moment happened and I completely shut down and I pushed everyone away, I feel like I, it was there that I realized that I can't function and I can't make it through things that happen without God. And so Revelation Wellness brought me back to the point where I wanted that again. And I wanted it to be something that I did for me and not because I've known it since I was little and that's all I've ever known. And Revelation Wellness brought me back to the foundation and that it all starts with God and he's the one that can change the outcome of any situation. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day is how are you going to use the situation that you've been put into to benefit him and to turn others to him. And instead of pushing others away from him because of how I was responding, Revelation Wellness showed me how to use the tools and the situation God gave me to bring others to him instead. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Today is a revving the word, and my name is Elisa Keaton. I'd like to thank our partner right there for sharing her heart behind why she says yes to Revelation Wellness and partners with us, puts her and matches her mashin, her mashin, her money with her passion. I guess you could call that her mashin. If this is your mashin, we are so grateful that you have seen to it to invest in God's kingdom this way. We are using everything we can to break generational chains of physical and spiritual poverty. So thank you so much. And as a partner with us, as you know, you are invited back into our private Facebook group where we continue to train you up in, in godliness because physical training has some value, but it is godliness we're going after. Um, all kinds of practical tools back there too, just so you know. Uh, there was some banana nut recipe that went around that everyone was just crazy about <laughs> that I am going to try. I've got to give it a try. So it's all practical tools as well. And thank you for coming along on the journey with us. And this month, this podcast, I'm actually kicking off our Bold in the Soul month. This is a fun month to be um, like really hunkering down and renewing your mind, especially when it comes to your body. I know sometimes we think, well, you know, don't, <sighs> oftentimes we think, well, we didn't get the beach body or whatever the whole pressure of the season comes with. That's not what this is about, or that's, this is not the time to just go forget it. This is actually a great time to enjoy your life in this season of this summer. Step into the skin you are in and fully enjoy what is the summertime. <laughs> For some women uh, and men, you feel, not enough and so we take a stand every June in our bold in the soul challenge but it really comes down to not just we're not just fighting body shame that is definitely what we'll do this month we're gonna help you get you know fight the lies that you believe that keep you living 
in disease, truly, well that rhymes. Heart disease, mind disease, just any, any, however we think, so we become. So this month we're really stepping into identity, owning our identity, knowing who we are, knowing whose we are, but also boldly living inside of that. Adversity breeds confidence. I'm gonna be talking about that a lot today. And that confidence gives us the boldness to do whatever it is we're called to do, to say whatever we need to say, and always boldness or courage has to have kindness. Okay, so we're gonna kick off our Bold in the Soul month together with this workout, this teaching. If this excites you, um, become a partner with us. If anything, at the bare minimum, uh, all of our social media channels will be Bold in the Soul all month long. So you can participate in a really fun challenge. You don't even have to be back in the private Facebook page. Go to our Instagram at Revelation Wellness or Facebook, Revelation Wellness Healthy and Whole, and you'll start to see daily posts that are Bold in the Soul. We invite you to engage in your own posting of Bold in the Soul. Take a picture of yourself, uh, be inspired by the daily post, take, take it whatever it is Bold in the Soul means to you as we're going along this month, stepping into your identity, not shrinking back of who you are. Uh, and you share that picture on your Instagrams or any of your social media uh, platforms, Facebook or Instagram, use hashtag Revelation Wellness, hashtag Bold in the Soul. Uh, use those hashtags and we will find you. Somebody, listen to this, somebody is gonna win $500 off instructor training. That's crazy. $500 off instructor training and guess what? It is transferable. We love when friends fight for friends. <laughs> so if you have a friend that's thinking of come through training like, okay, I'm gonna, I wanna help her out. That is awesome. You get bold in the soul all month with us. $500 off instructor training. Okay, let's do this workout together. Simple stuff. Little bit of some intervals today. Two surprise elements. One minute all out push. One minute and it's gonna feel opposite, but you'll get it. You'll, you'll, you'll catch on, okay? All right, let's get the playlist going. In three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Good. Do a few of those. Get yourself online. Listen, if you just pushed play and missed the intro, go back and listen. You're invited into a really fun challenge this month, $500 off instructor training. Go learn how that can happen for you. So God, we come before you <laughs> and we bow our boldness, whatever little of it we have or much of it we have, God. We take a knee, honoring you, God, seeking first you and accepting that all these other things will work themselves out. But you're our first, you are our most, you're our only. You're our lifeline, God. 
So use this time, Lord, as we move our bodies and you strike the match of the Holy Spirit. Throw some gasoline on the fire of the Holy Spirit in us. Bring us alive. Everyone say that. Bring me alive, God. Bring me alive to feel what we feel and to know what we know. That you would transform us by love. And love feels without fearing. In Jesus' name, amen. So grateful. I have to say, my, you ever have some days you're like, wow, my legs are really awake today. Or I feel really light today. I'm feeling that today. Just be excited about what we're going to do today. All right. Our scripture today, Hebrews 4, 16. I'm sure I've done this one in the past somewhere. When it comes to bold in the soul. Remember, the soul. Let's talk about this. The soul is this entity of who you are that is your dreams, your desires, your appetites. It's what makes you, you. It's why you like the music you like, the clothes you like, your, what you are inclined towards. It's the thumbprint of who you are, the soul. The spirit in you is the place to know God. Everyone has a spirit. For many, it's slumbering. Well, let's not say many. For some, it's just asleep. Or it's filled with idolatry. Instead of knowing God, it knows the many forms of God. Money, possessions, status, people pleasing. Anything that's like a bandage on the wound when God is the salve. Your soul connected to the Spirit of God, that is the strongest, boldest part of you. And then you have a mind, place of reasoning, why you can think through things. You have an emotional well-being, a heart, and then you have a body. Jesus says, love me, greatest commandment, love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And in order to do that, you're going to need a spirit, my Holy Spirit, me living inside of you. Okay, listen, you're going to accelerate in just a little moment here, smile, get excited. So Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And the let us then comes off the statement that's been made prior, that Jesus is our high priest. A high priest that is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. A high priest that put on flesh, who came to our humanity, living, dwelling place. Accelerate, everyone. 
Go. Like God didn't stay far off. He said, I'm coming, Emmanuel, with them. They're gonna know me. I'm gonna be right up in their grills. They're gonna see signs, wonders, miracles. Pull back. All right? Exactly. This is the only, remember, this is the only faith where God comes to us. Only faith. Dies on the cross, resurrected, never a body found. Listen, your, your faith in Jesus is not like believing in a unicorn. You believe in a legend. As sure as George Washington lived, so did Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nobody found, but so many bodies found worshiping God. Accelerate. The revolution started. The resurrection of the cross. 500 eyewitnesses saw Jesus walking around, eating fish, serving fish on a beach, talking to people, ministering, showing his scars. Come on, this. And not only that, then says, it's best that I go so you get something greater. The Holy Spirit, he will come counsel you and you will do greater things than me. Jesus, boldness, he is boldness. Overcoming death in the grave, pull back. Tempted with hunger for 40 days. Tempted with comforts. Remember, Satan tempts him. Go to Matthew 4, and you will see Jesus was suffering the same temptations because they all break down into three. Physical temptations, things my flesh desires, Possessions, the desire to acquire, thinking if I build my kingdom here, then I'll be safe, then I'll be loved. Power, Ooh, the big one. He was tempted with power. Now because we have a, a king, a priest, who didn't just come around and dictate us, but came and embodied suffering. We too now have the same birthright, the same way to live. Nice easy pace, you guys. On a scale of one to 10, what, you feeling like a seven to an eight? No lactic acid but you wouldn't take a phone call right now. 
let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Go to an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Eight, be an eight. So good, confidence. Bold in the soul. The Passion Translation says, Now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned, to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Holy cow! Urgent. Amen. Accelerate. Eight and a half. Maybe a nine. Come on. This is who you are. Connected to the lifeline of Christ, of the kingdom. So consider yourself blessed when you need him. When you feel weak, it's right there. You get the gift of confidence, boldness, be free, set yourself free. Stay at an eight and a half, try it, come on. Receive mercy's kiss, mercy. Mercy. This verse uses two key words of the gospel. Mercy and grace. Receive mercy, find grace. Pull back. Receive mercy, find grace. And mercy. Mercy is not giving somebody what they deserve. It's in all hell and the prince of darkness, the one that wants to kill, still and destroy you, is constantly going to remind you of what you deserve. Right? He's always weighing the scales, always. And it's always a cheated scale against who God is. Because as Oswald Chambers Chamber says, sin begins with a suspicion that God is not good. So Satan loves to tilt the scale in the favor of you all the time. In the favor of you. Remember, he's a fallen angel. He once had what we have, and he hates that you might take it. Be fully who you are, dressed in the skin you're in, living the life that you have. Because Acts tells us that God chooses the times and the places for each of us to be born. You're not an accident. And your situation and your circumstance right now is the perfect recipe for the kingdom to come and God's will to be done. Confidence. 
stay an eight. Stay an eight if you can. If you need to go to a seven, go ahead. Come on. Mercy. We deserve death. But God, being rich in mercy, Ephesians 2, we were dead in our sins, dead in the water, divorced from God and people. But God, rich in mercy. I need one minute, go to a 10, if you want it. It's only one minute. Come on, I'm going quiet so you don't hear me breathe. Right? Now you come back. No more. Come on. Recover. You get two minutes to recover. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Whew. Throne means the place where something reigns. Remember, mercy is not giving you what you need or not giving you what you deserve. Grace gives what is needed. So I only God knows in a lot of situations, amen? Because I'll be like, God, I don't know what's needed here. Not what do I think deserves to be done here. That's a shadow. Because mercy and justice are connected. Totally. God is a God of justice. But he first needs us to let go. If I try to bring my justice fist to God and strong arm him to giving me what I think is deserved, even for somebody else, I'm already out of alignment with God. Instead, God, you hold the scepter of justice. You know what this situation needs, not only what it deserves, but what it needs. Grace, the throne of grace. So God is constantly bowing to us, taking a knee to us and saying, what do you need? Ask me what you need, I'll give it to you. Right? So I'll make this simple. When you look in the mirror and you make a judgment call, <laughs> I'm fat, I'm old, 
I'm weak. I'm nothing pretty or special, right? Because that's when you know the enemy's near. He accuses what can be seen, that's for sure. He, he hates the unseen, because that's a mystery to him. <laughs> that's inside of us. Did you know we are a mystery to the enemy? He only sits and waits for clues about our weaknesses based on what we say. He doesn't know us like the Holy Spirit knows us. The Holy Spirit searches us, knows us, knows the hidden things of God and in us. Satan doesn't know that, but he studies, watches us. He implants thoughts into us by using world circumstances, right? Things that we see and hear. I mean, that's all coming into us the moment we're born. That's why nobody's born saved. We're all born children of wrath, sin. We're all born sin, sick, kind of diseased. That's why the Bible says, parents, raise your children up in the ways they should go when they're older, when they can make their own decisions based on the life that they see and know now that isn't under the covering of your home. They'll see it and they will come and they will not depart. They will come back to your words. So I pray for all the prodigals. Let's all pray for the prodigals right now. The mamas and the papas who have lost their confidence in God. Remember, everyone repeat this. Adversity breeds confidence, boldness. Come back up to an eight. Come on, let's get courageous. Bold. Boldness, confidence, let's boldly approach. This means freedom in speaking. Unreservedness in speech. Listen, how do we speak? We're confident in the goodness of God even if the situation looks bad, and actually, not even if, especially when, stay bold. We have a high priest who is not surprised. Come on, stay in eight. Right there, at an eight, you're focused. Relax your shoulders. Head up. Breathe. Hey. The throne of grace, approach. Get what you need. What do you need? Some of you need some joy right now. Have fun. Otherwise, don't do it. This is a get to, not a have to. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Count it all joy when you need confidence, when you're suffering a trial. This is gonna be good. Cause I know the one who is. Oh, 
bold. Confidence. Come on, this is what the world's looking for. A bold confidence from your inmost being. Come on. The rest of the world is shopping around, buying the latest fad trend. And unless your soul is planted deep in this river of life that grows the roots, that God is good, He didn't make a mistake, my gifts and my calling are irrevocable, He's not changing His mind about the place, the time I was born, the people in my life, I'm confident of this that he who began a good work in me will see it to completion. Bold. Come on, bold. Woo, recover. Hear me. Everything that I say biblically recover it can be used kind of in a skewed way so this word confidence meaning freedom in speaking unreserved speech open frank without concealment without ambiguity without the use of figures and comparisons free and fearless confidence listen what we could do with that is be like I'm gonna be bold here to say what I wanna say. In Jesus' name. Come on. Now, remember, it says that when Jesus spoke, he was filled with grace. Grace means that which affords kindness, loveliness, pleasure. He had the ability, as he is God, and God is in us. So just because I think I should say it, because that would make me bold, doesn't mean I say it then. I have to temper myself. I have to calm my flesh down. I have to put my flesh in its place, saying, you're dead. You died on the cross with Christ. Flesh, you're now, you're my weapon. You're my tool. I will, I will use you. I will use this voice and this mouth, these eyes, these hands, when I know that it is the confidence I have in Christ's goodness and kindness and mercy and grace, then once that's into alignment, now I can be bold. Now I can say the things of heaven. I can deliver truth, because that's what it says, right? Without the use of figures and comparisons, open and frankly. This is why I train you guys. I want you to know your systems, know your your pulmonary system, your breath, pay attention. Pay attention when your muscles are tense. I need a one minute push. Go. Pay attention, breathe, push.
Come on. Focus. Eyes on Christ. Look to the cross. That's where your confidence comes from. That's where your boldness comes from. Four, three, two, one. Well done. Last working song. And then we will come, we will cool down. Right? In confidence, we're going to receive grace. If you take your boldness, your courage, and your, I'm going to say this, I'm going to, without having received grace first, that which afforded you the gift of freedom, the gift of salvation, you got to receive for yourself first. This is empathy. You have to be able to interrupt your justice system with mercy and grace. Because from there, you'll get true justice. Boldness to be who you truly are. You are a daughter of the King Most High. You are a son of the King Most High. So burn your books on how you think everything should go or be. Keep the Word of God and wait on Him. He'll be faithful. He is faithful. I'm training you to keep smiling, breathing, singing, and shaking it out. You fall down, shake it off. Come on. Now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned. To where love. Get there. Come on, bold one. Get to that place. Then speak. Get there. Approach. He made the way. When you cannot love, you've forgotten who you are. Receive mercy's kiss. Right now, get kissed. Get kissed. Get loved. Get what you need. He's acquainted with this. He understands. He hears your pain. Get the remedy. Get Christ. Cover. Take it in. Just stand still if you have to. Receive mercy's kiss. Come on. You can get back in there. Be free, be kind, be bold, go, come on. Bold in the soul, 
bold with your appetites for freedom for them and for you for us fight recover oh oh fully recover oh oh What if, you guys, here's, here's the game plan the Lord has me working on right now. And it's not a new one. But I feel like it's the one that I, I'm now getting it. Like I'm going, oh my gosh, did you see that? I've had to grow up into this. It literally is what James can say in James 1 it all joy brothers and sisters when you face these trials <laughs> count it joy because this is then where you get this boldness this courage this confidence of who God is otherwise it's just you being you and God like constantly sweeping up behind you he's the king he goes first so he sets up these circumstances and these situations, the reflection in the mirror, what you see on the news, what your child just said, these things around us, he sets them up. He goes, I'm okay with this. I'm not anxious about this. I'm king over this. I'm in charge. He says, beloved, I'm in charge. Now I need you to be in control, self-control. Maintain self-control that I'm going to be good here. And I'm telling you guys, I've always known this, right? But it's almost like I just have this picture of me being four years old and bouncing the basketball and I'm trying to make the basket, right? That's been my life of faith for, I don't even know, 20 odd years, 20 some years growing up in Christ. I'm just bouncing the ball and I'm trying to hit that target of, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be fearful here. I'm not going to shame. I'm not going to do this with my words. And I take a shot and I miss. I take a shot and I miss. But over 20 odd years, I've been growing up. Or as my daughter says, glowing up. <laughs> glowing up. And I feel right now, I'm about the size of Michael Jordan. I've grown up. And I have run the play so many times that I know I'm gonna have confidence here. God is gonna take care of this. God is not rejecting me. God is excited to be God here. And I am laying it up and making slam dunks as I refuse to be shaken. As I refuse to be bitter, as I refuse to be an unbeliever. I'm refusing it, it's wicked and it's my dead man trying to put a noose around my live man my spirit man that is alive in Christ mm -mm. adversity breeds confidence adversity breeds confidence that I am who he says I am and he will do what he said he will do what here can I let go of that's what I have to ask myself okay what what I need to let go of because whatever I'm holding on to and in fear like it's kind of my my safety 
That actually will keep me from fully living in confidence, from being free to declare the Word of God over my life. Because right, we can declare the Word, but secretly be holding something in our back pocket against God. Nope, I'm not doing it. He gets all of it, all of it. And sometimes that scares the poop out of me. Sometimes, as I think of Abraham who lost, who God asked him to give up his son, right? And remember, God provided, God will provide. And Abraham even knew that. He was so confident that God asked for Abraham. He didn't even pitch a fight. He just prepared the wood, but he was confident God will provide. I don't understand this, but this is not the God who would give me this promise that, that I obediently, but not perfectly, waited for. He wouldn't take it from me. God will provide. God will provide. And that's why this can say, approach the throne and get what you need. God will provide. What do you need? Adversity breeds confidence. This is gonna be good. It's like you should call your friends and be like, guess what? I'm in a trial. <laughs> Having joy about your trial. <laughs> Why? Because you know God's gonna be good. It's almost like your friends should draw near and go, oh, this is gonna be good. We're gonna see a miracle. We're gonna see manna and quail from heaven. We're gonna see dead people raised to life. We're gonna see sick people healed. We're gonna see signs and wonders here. Gather round, I'm in a trial, right? This is the kind of confidence. Come on, press in. Now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. This is the bold in the soul lifestyle. Remember, the world's going to tell you, apply this formula and you'll never suffer again. It's a lie. Tear it down, tread it down in Jesus' name. Kick it down, it's a lie that keeps you from this type of bold confidence, assurance, and it keeps you from glowing up in God so that you become the miracle. I'm a five foot nothing girl making slam dunks on the enemy. I'm basically running and jumping off his shoulders, saying thanks for the boost. <laughs> He's so frustrated with me. And I trust God. Trust Him with my body, my mind, my money, my children, my marriage, the ministry, everything. That's what's so simple about the gospel. Everything. God, we thank you. Thank you for this bold call in our life. Thank you for the freedom that we're only scraping the surface in. You say there's more. 
teach us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move us, discomfort us off the couch of comfort, and move us towards the throne of grace where we receive mercy's kiss for ourselves so we can do it for others, God. This was always your plan for us to be this close to you, God. And so we're back. We're here. I pray for the gift of grace to increase upon each listener right now, that they have the appetites of heaven, that they have self-control to keep themselves in your care, in your kingdom, in your courage, and in your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you 